الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد إخواني وأخواتي my dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته um, we say all praise you to Allah سبحانه وتعالى uh, the one who gave me the ability to give this lecture and also and you to attend and to listen and benefit, inshallah. Ikhwani, as you know, today we're talking about the topic of the Quran in Ramadan. And the reason we are choosing this topic today is, as you know, uh, this is the last weekend in Sha'ban. Uh, inshallah, next weekend definitely will be Ramadan. So, so next week is Ramadan, so we have to at least prepare for it. And the Ikhwa, the brothers, the admin in Medina College, the reason they gave me this topic because of that is one week or maybe less than one week left of Ramadan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us for those who fast this month of Ramadan 1441 of Hijrah and 2020 and after that i would like to start my muhadhara uh, or lecture what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah al-baqarah the ayah is talking about the quran and what time the quran was revealed so the reason we have chosen the title is Ramadan is coming and why Ramadan is so important for us to talk about the Quran and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Shahru Ramadan al-ladhi unzila fihi al-Quran hudan lil-nasi wa bayinatin min al-huda wal-furqan Shahru Ramadan the month of Ramadan that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the Quran is guidance to the people and وَبَيِّنَاتٍ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the Quran was revealed in the month of Ramadan. This another ayah says a specific night that the Quran was revealed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ We revealed the Quran in the Laylatul Qadr, the night of degree. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in Surah Al-Dukhan, Hameen wal kitab al-mubeen inna anzalnahu fi laylati mubarakatin inna kunna mundirin. We have revealed this Quran in the blessed night, which is Laylatul Qadr. So the Quran is revealed in Ramadan, specifically Laylatul Qadr. At the time, Jibreel alayhi salam came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Gharu, uh, Hira, cave of Hira, and he said to him, Iqra, recite. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, as we know, he didn't use to write and read. And he said, Ma'ana biqari. I'm a reciter. And then when he repeated two, three times, and then he told him, 
So this revelation, the ulama, when they talk in the scholars, they say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is confirming the Quran was revealed in Laylatul Qadr. But how the Quran is revealed that night is the whole Quran one time, but we cannot see. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed few ayat in Surah Al-Alaq. But some ulama, they say in this, the whole Quran was revealed in Samaud Dunya, the first heavens, which is next to us. Then after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was revealing or giving nuzul of wahi by next 23 years that the Prophet sallallahu was alive. I don't want to go too much details about the revelation. I want to go inshallah about the Quran and how we're going to benefit ourselves this month to take opportunity of the month of Quran, which is the month of Ramadan. And one of the important things that indicates the month of Ramadan is the month of Quran. The Prophet he used to meet Jibreel in Ramadan every night. Every night, the Prophet and Jibreel, they used to meet each other to revise the Quran with the Prophet the whole Quran that he's revealed from the beginning of his prophethood to that Ramadan. And then the ulama, they say in the hadith says, except the year he was going to pass away, Jibreel he revised with him twice. So the Quran, um, the Prophet he used to revise with Jibreel that shows us the month of Quran and very important for us to understand and to read Quran so often and whatever we can. And also we're gonna see inshallah some uh, other or some scholars and some salaf they used to recite the Quran inshallah. I'll talk about that later on. So what we're asking to was what we're going to ask ourselves is what is the virtues of reciting Quran during the month of Ramadan? As you know, during the month of Ramadan, in the daytime, <clears throat> we are going to fast. We're gonna stay away from eating and drinking. And in the night, although Qadr Allah wa this degree of Allah, there's no Qiyamul Layl in this Ramadan, unless maybe in the middle of Ramadan something miracle happens and the message will be open. And we hope so. But so far, we don't have any sign that we're going to see the message will be open for Taraweeh. But we hope maybe middle of Ramadan, maybe the first and after that, we make dua inshallah. So the month of Ramadan, daytime we fast, nighttime we pray Qiyamul Layl. But remember Qiyamul Layl is Salah Sunnah, it's not wajib. So Salatul Sunnah is Al-Afdal, is the better way to pray at home. That's more ajr. But the reason we used to pray Taraweeh in Jama'ah um, because that's the sunnah of our Khalifa Umar bin Khattab anhu, he started and the people when they come together they have more energy, more strong iman and you know that when you're at home maybe you're busy with the family, with the kids whatever it is, but this Ramadan this is the Ramadan we're going to practice our taraweeh our qiyamul layl in our houses 
and we need to practice our Quran during that time. Although the Quran is not going to be in the night only. Yes, it's going to be also in the daytime, but inshallah, the fasting in the, in the daytime we fast, and in the night we're going to um, do Qiyamul Layl reciting Quran. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ala Imran, He's talking about the people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about his righteous servants. He says they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while they're standing, while they're sitting, while they're on their side. So all the time they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's why one of the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says about his righteous service servants they do that and also remember there is hadith says the quran and the fasting they will come and they make intercession shafa'a to the the person who used to fast daytime and who used to recite in the night time the quran the fasting will say oh allah I have been taking away from him or her the drink, all the food, eating and drinking and whatever is uh, 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 we have to avoid during Ramadan. So the most one is drinking and eating. Yes. So the fasting says, oh Allah, I ask you to give my shafa'ah because he, whether he or she, he's been away from the food and drink and the Quran will make uh, made his night not sleeping that much staying Qiyamul Layl reciting me so Allah I ask you the Shafa'ah so one of the things of reciting Quran is number one that the Quran will give you intercession number two the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Man qara harfan min whoever recites a letter from the kitab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala falahu bihi hasanatun that person has one hasana wal hasanatu bi ashri amthaliha and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that hasana will multiply by 10 la aqulu alif la mim harf I'm not going to say alif la mim is one letter but alif harf wa lam harf wa mim harf alif is a letter and lam is a letter and mim is a letter and three of them, when you say Alif Lam, inshallah, you will receive 30 rewards because each letter is 10 hasanat, as the hadith says. So, this hadith is indicating for us the fatl of Quran, the reciting of the Quran. Remember, and I can't remember one of the uh, shaykh in Saudi, he tried to give us the best example for the Mus'haf al-Madani, the Mus'haf that, you know, in the time of Malik Fahad, rahimahullah, uh, was written, and now still is continued to copy. He's got 15 lines in the Mus'haf. So he said these 15 lines in the Mus'haf, each line of that Mus'haf, if you count the letters, minimum will be 35 letters, and maximum, he said, 45 letters. So if imagine, let's say, minimum letters is a 35 letters. So that 35 letters times by um, 10, you have 
350 for the one line you recite in the Quran. And then you multiply by 15. So if you recite one page, you're talking about thousands of ajr with intention that you recite in the Quran in the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Quran also, when we're reciting, what we need to do is tadabbur and ta'amul, reflect what the Quran says, understand what the Quran says. That's why, inshallah, later on, I'm going to talk about the masahif, the khatm we're going to do is going to be different ways. During Ramadan, with the Quran or the mushaf we finish, it's going to be different types of masahif. Okay, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Surah Sa'ad, كتاب أنزلناه إليك مبارك ليدبروا آياته وليتذكر أولو الألباب This is a book, a blessing book that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Why? ليدبروا آياته to reflect his ayat. So imagine when you recite in the Quran, let's say you recite in Surah Yusuf, you reflect yourself how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam from the beginning of his brothers, the envy they had for him, the hasad. And then when he came to the Aziz, the house of the, 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 the prime minister, his, his wife, she intended him to do fahisha. And then he went to the sijin. All that thing. If you go into the Surah, Surah Hud, you have so many stories. You have Prophet Nuh. You have Prophet Saleh, you have Prophet Lut, you have Prophet Shu'aib, you have Prophet Ibrahim, you have Prophet Lut. All these stories, well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to know and to take lesson from it, not just to read as stories and leave it like that. Do you know that? There is another way the person, when they recite the Mus'haf, could be, and let's say I'm learning Quran, I want to learn this page. So this page I'm reading twice, three times, four times, five times, still I'm receiving ajr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with intention. Always remember the intention that you're doing the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what you're reciting or what you're learning. And muraja'a, muraja'a means the Quran you passed, you're going over and over again not to forget it. Because if you don't make muraja'a, you're gonna forget. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, ta'ahadu hadha al-Qur'ani fawalladhi nafsihi so the Quran, this Quran, you have to like make something uh, you're doing as a routine all the time. Otherwise, it's going to run away from you. As the camel, if you don't put, if you don't hold in, in the robe, it's going to run away from you. So that's the Quran we're talking about as reciting muraja'a, or reciting as khatm, or reciting as um, learning. And now I'm going to give you some, uh, what do you call it? Um, examples from the, uh, the Sahaba and the Tabi'in, radiallahu anhum. Abdullah ibn Abbas, as you know, the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu he says, كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم The hadith I told you only, which beginning in the earlier. He said, أجود الناس وكان أجود ما يكون في رمضان حين يلقاه جبريل 
وكان يلقاه في كل ليلة من رمضان يدارسه القرآن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أجود بالخير من الريح المرسلة so that hadith already we mentioned so what I want to mention here is how the salaf and the ulama they used to recite the Quran um, the salaf some of them they mentioned كان زهري زهري is one of the the salaf of the ulama he said when the Ramadan the month of Ramadan comes he said إنما هو قراءة القرآن وإطعام الطعام when Ramadan the month of Ramadan comes two things only you do the rest you leave it reciting Quran and giving sadaqah jarati it'am al-ta'am you feed the people who need that's it as the hadith that Ibn Abbas mentioned the beginning Rasulullah used to be generous and he used to be in Ramadan more generous than the other time okay another of the another salaf uh, Ibn al-Hakim says kana malik idha dakhal Ramadan Imam Malik when Ramadan comes yeah يفر من قراءة الحديث ومجالسة أهل العلم. He used to run away from reading the hadith of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. He says, "No learning this month. Just we focus the Quran." Sufyan al-Thawri رحمه الله also they say إذا دخل رمضان ترك جميع العبادة وأقبل على قراءة القرآن. All the things he used to do, he used to take, he used to put away. And says Qiraat al Quran this month. Okay. Another Zubayd al Yami says, when Ramadan comes, when Ramadan comes, he brings all the masahif, yes, for his students and says, this is the month of Ramadan beside the Quran. And one of these stories, which is sometimes is like something miracle for us, yeah. Uh, some of the of the of the Salaf, like uh, uh, Aswad, he used to finish Quran every two night. Imagine, fifteen Jews one night and fifteen Jews another night, because we know the Quran is thirty Jews. Also, Qatata. One of the Salaf, they saying he used to finish every three nights. Every three nights he used to finish Quran. That means ten Jews each night, ten, ten, and ten. It's not exactly to be the ten we know today, but like similar like that. And then when the last ten nights comes, he used to do each of them one khatma, one complete Quran finishing. Subhanallah. Also, Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, they saying he used to complete the month of Ramadan, sigisti khatma, sigisti times the Quran. What does it mean? He used to finish twice each day of Ramadan, day and night. So that means in the day he got khatma, and in the night he got khatma. Ikhwan, if the word khatma means completing the Quran, means khatma, that's completing the whole Quran. So he used to have he used to finish the day one complete mushaf from Baqarah, from Fatiha Baqarah, then to Nas. And the night he used to do the same thing. So he will have one day of Ramadan, two Jews. So time is 30. Sigisti time is 
he used to finish. So one of the uh, uh, stories about talking the, the finishing the Mus'haf of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Quran of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, uh, one of the Khulafa al-Rashidin, Uthman ibn Affan, radiyallahu anhu, how long he used to finish his Quran? You're going to say, Ajib. One of the narration says, Uthman ibn Affan, radiyallahu anhu, he used to finish the Quran in one rak'ah. One rak'ah, one istanin, ikhwani. Imagine. So all these stories, ikhwani, shows us the, what we call, reciting Quran, or the reciting book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the month of Ramadan is very, very important. And the Salaf, as you know, and the Sahaba, they are our role models. The people, they are our Qudwa. The people, we follow them. The people, we try to be like them. We know we cannot be like them, but we have to try to be like them, inshallah. So now I'm going to try, Ikhwani, to give you um, the ways we can finish the Quran. And each of us, you know your time. No one else knows your time. And you have to have your own plan. So we're going to start from what we call the way that the Sahaba, Ridwanullahi alayhim, used to finish the Quran. And then we're going to go down to the, the uh, bit by bit how the uh, could be the other khatamat. Okay? There is a word, I need to check from my phone, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, the ulama, they used to say, Fami bishawqin. Fami bishawqin. That word is short for what I'm going to tell you now. How the, uh, the Sahaba and the Salaf, they used to recite the Quran into seven days. Into seven days. Listen, inshallah. The first day or first part, they used to recite Baqarah, Al-Imran, and An-Nisa. That's when you say, Fami, the Fa stands for Fatiha. Fatiha, then Baqarah, Al-Imran, Nisa. Fa, Mim, Mim, letter Mim, it started with Surah Al-Ma'idah. Ma'idah, An'am, A'raf, Anfal, Tawbah. The second group. Fa, Mi, Mi, the after Mim is Ya, صح? That Ya stands for Surah Yunus. Surah Yunus, Hud, Yusuf, Al-Ra'd, Ibrahim, Wal-Hijr, Wal-Nahl, up to Surah Al-Nahl, the third part. The fourth part, Bi, Bishawqin Bi, that Bi stands for Surah Bani Israel. Surah Bani Israel, some of you don't know. Surah Bani Israel is Surah Al-Isra'a for another name. So Bi, for that Ba, Surah Al-Isra'a. Until Surah Al-Furqan, because we can't count so many surahs between them. From Isra'a to Furqan. So Fami Bi, Bi stands for Bani Israel. Shaw, Shawqin, that Sheen, 
stands for shu'ara, which is the fifth part. Shu'ara to what? To end of Surah Yasin. Fami bi shawqin. Shawqin is following wow, sah? That wow is wasafat isafa. Surah Safat. Starting from Surah Safat, Surah Al Hujurat. Until Surah Al Hujurat. Bishawqin, the Qaf, stands for Surah Qaf. So from Qaf to Nas is last part, which is the seventh part. And that's what they call the Ulama Al Fawasil. Surah, they called the short. That means when the people they recite the, 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 in the salawat is recommended to recite there. Always allowed you recite the other surahs, but is recommended to read most of the time these surahs. Then you can go sometimes to Shu'ara or Yusuf or whatever it is. That's the first part. Seven days in the Quran you finish. So there's another ways. Yes, you can finish the Quran if you want, Ikhwani. Yes. So. Uh, if I give you another example, inshallah. So remember always, you have 30 Jews. In the time of Sahaba and the Salaf, they didn't used to have the way we have now, the Khatma, the 30 Jews now. Because in their time, they didn't have the Jews, but they have the surahs as written in the order we have today. So after that, maybe the people, they changed into 20 Jews, and then they used to divide into 20 Jews, and then now became 30 Jews to make easy for us to finish within 30 days in the month of Ramadan. So you have choice. Divide your time into these 30 Jews or divide your days into 30 Jews. So if you say, I'm going to recite one Jews a day in the month of Ramadan, inshallah, you're going to finish one khatma. If you remember Fami Bishawqin, that qaida or that frame or that phrase, whatever you call it. And you're going to finish, if you use that one, you're going to finish the Quran four times in the month of Ramadan, because weekly, isn't it? So one week, the other week, the other week, only two days left for you, maybe or one day, because sometimes Ramadan finish 29, sometimes finish 30. So 28 plus one, one day left for you, doesn't matter. Yeah? So if you use one juice a day, you finish one time. If you want to finish twice, what are you going to do? So double it, two juice a day. Simple. If you want to finish three times, you can do three juice a day. Why you do three juice a day? Three, you finish first 10, 30. And then second 10, which is 20, you finish second khatma. And third khatma, you finish uh, last 10 days of Ramadan. So if you want to finish four times, the one I told you now, you use Fami Bishawqin. Even where I come from, which is the uh, Somalia back, back home, they used to divide the Quran into seven days. They name it even in the days of the week. They're going to start from Jumu'ah. Jumu'ah, Yawmul Jumu'ah, Al-Sabt, Al-Ahad, Al-Ithnayn, Al-Thulutha, Al-Arbi'a, Al-Khamis. That's they divide the Quran into seven days. And they divide it into, if I calculate, I can say four Jews, and half, nearly, four Jews and half. It's not exactly, yeah? If I tell you that one quickly, and it's gonna take time, I know. They say Jumu'ah is from Fatiha to Surah An-Nisa, the ayah 
فكيف إذا جئنا من كل نانا فكيف إذا نانا ذا آية وإذا قيل لهم تعالوا إلى ما أنزل الله وإلى الرسول in the middle of سورة النساء is not towards the end so سورة النساء to سورة العراف وإذا نتقن الجبل فوقهم كأنه ظلة they say that's called a sept فرم وإذا نتقن to سورة إبراهيم ومثل كلمة خبيثة كشجرة خبيثة they call it this is قسم الأحد they call even سبع سبع means you divide the Quran into seventh سبع الأول الجمعة سبع الثاني السبت سبع الثالث الثالث سبع yes they say الأحد then الاثنين start from where إبراهيم end of إبراهيم goes to سورة المؤمنون نسارع لهم في الخيرات then الثلاثاء starts from there and goes where goes to سورة السبع and then أربعاء starts from there to سورة الحجرات and حجرات الناس they say is خميس so is another way is قريب to is close to فمي بشوقي so if you want to finish the Quran four times you use that نانا قاعدة if you want to finish imagine and more than four times let's say you want to finish ten times that's, that's you divide the quran the theta juice into where huh? into the, the days yes so if you want to finish Ashra ten times like that and also if you want to finish more than that so you divide by yourself if you want to finish half yes twice a day so i know we are busy we live in busy time, but at least tell yourself today, inshallah, my aim at least to finish one khatma in Ramadan, at least one khatma is one juz. And the one juz, the easy one for us, how we can divide, you have 20 juz, I mean, sorry, 20 pages each day, 20 pages divide by four. We have five salawat, but one of them is after iftar, Definitely, no one's going to recite, we know. So after Fajr, if you recite five pages. After Duhur, five pages. After Asr, five pages. After Isha, five pages. That's 20 pages, and you're done. You just, inshallah. But you have to have a plan is written for you. You take it. Today, I did it, inshallah. I just, if you short off time, the other day, maybe add that, just the things left, and do the other juice, inshallah. So at the end of Ramadan, you have to finish the, the whole of Quran by end of Ramadan, inshallah. So I think the time is finished from us. So the last thing I will advise you, Ikhwani, is, is uh, to have, uh, in our time now, I know we're busy, but let's say, have a khatma of recitation. You have to have qira'ah. You recite the mushaf and you go through the uh, recitation just to just read it doesn't matter. And you have to have another khatma which we call a tadabbur, reflection. That what you do is reading an ayah and understand that ayah and go back to the tafsir and try to get more reflection and understand of that ayah the reason that I was revealed, Nusab Nuzul, and that surah was revealed, Makiya or Madaniya, and so on and so forth. That's it. That's what you do. So the other khatma you have, 
you might not finish even in Ramadan. But if he finished Surah Baqarah or Ala Imran, understanding the tafsir of these two surahs, or maybe any surah you like, let's say you like Surah Yusuf, or maybe Surah Al-Mulk, or maybe Surah Al-Talaq, take that surah and try to understand ayah by ayah, meaning by meaning, inshallah. That is going to help you because uh, if you go to recite and recite and recite, it's not bad. The Shahr al-Ramadan, Shahr al-Quran, Shahr al-Qira'at al-Quran, we have to recite the Quran. But sometimes it's better to have another recitation which is tadabbur slowly. You read, you say, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsun ma qaddamat lighadin wa attaqullaha Go back to the tafsir. What's, what, what this ayah is talking about? Fear Allah and look what you prepare for tomorrow, which is the day of judgment. And fear Allah, all people. See? So you try to understand. And, and you continue like that, inshallah. And inshallah, this is the end of the, uh, the lecture. Inshallah, whatever I said is from uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whatever mistake I made is from my soul and shaitan. Inshallah, now I think we have uh, 15 minutes of uh, question time. And let me see whatever I know I will answer. If I don't know, inshallah, I will tell you. Then we go back to the ulama. This question is asking if we can pray Taraweeh at home with the family. The question is now. Yes. I told you Salatul Sunnah, the obligatory prayer is wajib to pray at the Masajid. And the Sunnah, the one is voluntary. We pray as Taraweeh and the other Sunnah. Yes. Is better to pray at home. So now the Masajid is closed. So all the Masajid is closed. You don't have choice. Even now the Salawat we pray we pray Shabbat with our families, if we can. If we pray Maghrib, pray Maghrib. And you know, even Alhamdulillah, I saw so many, you know, fiqh in how we stand in the salawat, in the social media. In the social media, I saw if you are the Imam, the father, you are front, if you have two boys behind, and then you girl, your daughters and your wife behind, you know, they were given fiqh of standing even, mashallah, which is very good. So now we do Jama'at at home, and inshallah, the Taraweeh, we do at home. But the question is, if the family, they cannot stand that long, so try your best to short. And that's it. It's not necessary to stand for long recitation. If they can, that's the best. If they can't, do whatever you can. And inshallah, Allah alam. Okay, next question. Okay, this question is asking the same thing I was saying. And it's hard to finish the Quran recitation and to do a reflection in one time. I said to you at the end, maybe you write the question earlier, do have a khatm of recitation. Just you go over like this, as I told you. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu la takunu kalladhina example, you go like that. And the one you're reflecting, uh, get another khatma. I'm not sure you can finish, but maybe one surah I told you, Baqarah or Al-Imran, take it and learn and try to reflect and understand 
the what do you call uh, what this tool is talking about and try to find out the meaning of the Arabic vocabularies uh, in the Quran inshallah and do your best and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what do you call it to help you about that inshallah next one Okay, this question is asking which one is better to focus Hifz uh, or Qira'a, normal Qira'a. Um, I told you in my, uh, I think the beginning of the lecture, I said you could have Hifz uh, time, a Hifz session and Qira'a session. So the Hifz session, and you can have like for half an hour or one hour. And then the other one, the khatm, you could have for another time, inshallah. So if you think you can continue the hip, it doesn't matter, you can stop. It's not haram, you can do the qira'ah. And if you think you can do both, do it, inshallah. But always is according to you, uh, time and, and, and what do you call it? Your ability to do both, inshallah. Okay, next question. Okay, it's moving the question, sorry. Okay, now this is asking, when you're reciting, is it better to recite from the memory without looking the Mus'haf, or is it better to look to the Mus'haf? Uh, the ulama, they're saying, uh, when you recite the Mus'haf, you get two ajr from the Mus'haf, yeah? One ajr is reciting the Qur'an, which is the, 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 the letters, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will multiply for you, that's ten times, each letter ten times. And the other one, looking to the Mus'haf itself, is another reward for looking. Let's say I got the, my mobile phone, and I'm reciting from my mobile phone, like this. I'm not going to get the edge of looking at the phone because the phone is not like the Mus'haf. The phone is digital thing. You see the difference now? If I look to the Mus'haf, same Mus'haf in the, in the phone or iPad or computer, whatever it is, yes, you're not gonna get the edge of mus looking to normal Mus'haf. So if you recite from the, uh, the head or memory, it's no problem. Like you're missing an edge of looking the Mus'haf. So I will recommend to you to open the Mus'haf and read from Mus'haf. Although if you want to read from the head, it's not haram. But when you read from the Mus'haf, you get two ajr. The ajr of looking at the Mus'haf and the ajr of, uh, of the Qira'ah, inshallah. Allahu a'lam. Next question, inshallah. Okay, the ulama, they have opinion of when the person recites uh, from the Mus'haf while he's leading. Because he's not hafid, they said it's permissible the Imam to have the Mus'haf while he's reciting uh, because we don't have another hafid and no one else can read from by heart. So this is the Imam, he can read from Kitab, that's correct. But there's another opinion well, especially Sheikh Albani, and I agree with him. He says, for those who uh, praying behind the Imam, 
they're not allowed to have the mushaf by following the sheikh. So they want to follow the imam, where is he? That's why they have in mushaf. That one is not permissible. The sheikh said that, and I agree with him. You know why? It's going to confuse him and it's going to take him away from the khushu'ah. Unless that person or who's praying behind the imam, he's got the mushaf for reason correcting. You know, the correcting. The imam is reciting by heart and the person who's standing behind him has got mushaf to correct him only because they don't have hafid to correct the imam. In that case, it's permissible. Although al-ahnaf, the madhab of Abu Hanifa, they say is not allowed at all for imam who's leading salah or even the one who's praying behind him. You see that? But in conclusion, if I give you the summary, the person who's leading the salah if he's not hafid and there's not another hafid, he's the only person who's got ability to read it from the kitab, it's permissible. But the person who's praying behind him, they're not allowed to have mushaf unless they're correcting the imam, inshallah, Allahu alam. Okay, the mushaf has uh, got translation. Is he like considered as a normal mushaf? Yes, I think some mushaf, they have a small, Hashiyah in, in the side, only small thing, some Quran and translation. No problem, there's Mus'haf, yes, now. Allahu alam. So sometimes um, we don't know the knowledge of what we're saying, that's why we say Allahu alam. Allah knows the best. So if we make mistake, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. And if we give you the right answer, we say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's the one who gave us that tawfiq. So at the end, we say, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the tawfiq um, and the ability to um, reach the month of Ramadan and be for those who benefit themselves for reciting Quran, for praying, for giving sadaqah, for helping in any kind of help that they can do. So the sadaqah, if you don't have any money in your pocket, could be helping someone else, it could be sadaqah. Because according to your ability, Allah knows you don't have any money to give sadaqah, but sometimes you give your time as sadaqah and you help the people who need the help. So inshallah, barakallahu feekum, jazakumullahu khairan, wa ahsanallahu ilaykum, wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.